Hey guys. Hey, what's up? I, no, I said guys. <laughs> oh. I'm talking to them. Guys, guess who's back? That's right. Swiper, no swipe. It's Joe. Hey. I mean, wait, no, he's been here the whole time. Yeah. When he, whenever you hear him say, good movie, or <laughs> bad, I've been it. using it, yeah. <laughs> he's been here the whole time. Anyway, Joe's back, um, and today we're going to, well, today is going to be a short episode, because we are just going to get Joe's thoughts on Obi-Wan. Since me yeah. and Noah talked about Obi-Wan without him, I want to know what he has to think. So okay. he, let me sum up. Shut up. Let me... Before, <laughs> before I start, I have to remind you guys, you got to give us a review on Apple Podcasts. you got to tell your friends about us. All right? I know that we've been inconsistent with posting in the past couple months. When For about a, two years straight, we were every Friday. And so that has, believe it or not, that has hurt our... Uh, analytics a little bit so you gotta tell your friends about us you gotta be listening you gotta leave us a five-star review on apple Podcasts, and you gotta call in to 918-268-6337 by the way if you've done that we have your voicemails we're gonna use them and we are glad you called in but it's coming so just wait all that being said let me sum up what me and noah thought about obi-wan noah really liked it right he thought it was good he thought there were some parts that were bad, but overall it was good. I had a little bit more of a negative opinion. I thought that it was, I thought there were a couple parts that were cool, and but for the most part it felt really cheap and really badly written, and uh, um, it made me miss the prequels. If that, I never thought that would happen, but it made me yearn for the days of the Star Wars prequels. So um, you can go listen to that episode if you want to know specifics. But I want to hear Joe's thoughts. So that that's why we're here. So it's Joe's turn. Am I allowed, am I allowed to speak now? Yes. Oh, cool. Um, so I think I liked it. Okay. But I didn't love it. Okay. I think there was a lot more... There's a lot more stuff I'm negative towards. I don't know. I would say that Obi-Wan is probably... 60% stuff I don't really like that much. And then maybe 15% is stuff I love. And then the rest is bad. Just I'll, really bad. I will agree with that that uh, um, pie chart. Yeah. I anytime Anything with Ewan McGregor, I loved. Anytime he was really putting in the work, putting in the acting, actually developing his character, I really enjoyed it. Um, anything that had to do with anybody else, Princess, Le- I don't care. I really was the, not invested. Yeah, no, didn't care. I hated the Princess Lady, the the Imperial soldier, yeah, officer like person. I don't. The care. Inquisitors. I on it. Like I genuinely thought that was kind of a boring character idea. Since I watched Rebels, I'm not. I haven't watched any of that animated crap because I'm an adult. Heck yeah, you are. I think I do think Clone Wars makes this better, but it only makes the good stuff better, and it makes the rest of the stuff worse. <laughs> it, it amplifies everything else in the show. Um, but yeah, Ewan McGregor definitely carried this on his back. I think um, there were a lot of weak spots in the show, particularly like you were saying, like it felt so cheap. Like there was. It, it never felt like there was anything full. It felt like all of the sets were really 
like thin and scarce. Like I'm thinking of the the gate set. Like whenever they, he's going through customs or whatever, he's like riding on the back yeah. of that thing as like a refugee. It's just a warehouse. It's just a warehouse, and there's like, well, he's like goes up to that laser gate, and they're like, "Who's this guy, huh?" And then they're like, "Show us an ID," and then he fights them off, and then. Cuts well, the dude in half. And then he would have walked around the thing. But I'm like, this is such... It looks like such a dinky set that they were working with. You're talking about in the warehouse or in the desert? In the desert. Okay, that's what I was talking about. I'm like... Yeah. That was one of those scenes that made me think, who directed this? Yeah. Because they make it seem like they're at a roadblock. And then the guy gets cut... Like, the stormtrooper gets cut in half or whatever. And there's, like, all this... This fuss over this gate. And he has to shoot the controls to open it. And then it it gives you a top down view of yeah. the light, and he literally could have walked around it. Yeah, it was like a fifteen foot gate. Yeah. He could walk around. It, I was like, that is such. This whole thing is CGI anyway. Yeah. So why do that? Why not just make a gate that is impossible to cross? I don't yeah, understand. I don't know. Um, I don't know if you've watched like the. Andor. That's what I was commercial. about to bring up. I was yeah. about to bring up the trailer for Andor because it looks so. It looks, much higher budget. It looks so like so much Which more funded. Is bizarre it. to me that they would. It looks like they spent infinitely more money on Andor than Obi Wan. Which like a character Obi- that nobody cares about. Andor. People have been begging for an Obi Wan movie or spinoff for years at this, probably like a decade at this point, and we got something really dingy and cheap. And the only thing that made it good was Ewan McGregor and Hayden Christensen. And everything else that filled in the blank space was executive Disney corporate decision and bad writing. Soylent Green. Disney Soylent Green. Disney Soylent Green. Factory produced content for you to consume. Yeah. Um, are you are you old enough to remember when Revenge of the Sith came out? I remember when it came out, but I don't think I really fell in love with Star Wars until it was already on DVD. Gotcha. Okay. So I saw. I was already at that point. I was already in love with Star Wars. I saw. I saw Revenge of the Sith in theaters. That was the only Star Wars film I saw in theaters until the sequels. Um, and uh, I remember the marketing for that movie. It was insane. It was everywhere. Like cover of Time magazine was like freaking Darth Vader or something. I don't remember Palpatine. Yeah. Maybe I don't know. But um, th- it makes me think of like it's so different in terms of like how it's marketed and what it's trying to do. Like the marketing for revenge of the Sith say what you will about the prequels. All right. We, I know the issues. I know how bad they are. I also know how great they are, but, but the, but it's such a different world in terms of media from when that came out. Like, I don't know, maybe I'm just cynical now, but like the, there was still a little bit of hope and wonder and originality when the, yeah. when that prequel trilogy was being made. Um, even with all its flaws that you just don't have now. Like there's just, there's just everything that comes out on Disney Plus has a thick layer of viscous marketing. Yeah. That's just trying to get me to consume their content. And I just can't enjoy it. Yeah, I was going to say my next point, I really didn't expect to feel this way. I felt this immediately after Obi-Wan. I've been feeling it 
coming on for a while. I'm really burnt out on Disney. I really don't. All of their franchises, Marvel, Star Wars, I I really don't care anymore. Yeah. And, like, I, that's sad because, like, I love Star Wars so much. Yeah. And I really don't care anymore. <laughs> How does it make you feel that Revenge of the Sith came out 17 years ago? Yeah, that's neat. I wish Disney <laughs> would... I wish we could... Wait, wait, wait. No, no, wait. That can't be right. That can't be right. Hold on. 20, 2005. 2005. That, wait. Yeah, 17 years ago. 17? Yeah. How old am I? It's as old as, what, Oh, 70? my goodness gracious. What the heck? Uh, I said that as a gotcha to you, but it affected me way more than I expected. <laughs> yeah, I just, with all the extra stuff, it, it already felt like we were getting a lot. And when the sequels were coming out, it was like, okay, we're getting these few installments every couple of years to see where they're taking the story. It was okay. There, are, I have a lot of critiques about the sequels now that it's been a few years out. Um, but as they now continue just to push out more and more story and content every six months with both Marvel and Star Wars, I'm getting really burnt out. And I really am not invested in anything they have to put out anymore. Um, I know this isn't the Do- Doctor Strange. We're not going to talk about Doctor Strange in this one. But like, <clears throat> I watched Doctor Strange because it was the only one recently that it's come out that I've been interested in. I didn't watch Black Widow or Eternals. Hey, or- you should watch Black Widow just because it's by far the worst MCU movie yeah, that's, that's ever what, been produced. That's what I've heard. Um, I stopped it's a terrible movie. after Loki. I haven't watched any of the new series. Um, I don't know. I just don't, I'm not invested anymore. It feels cheap. And yeah, amazing. I don't care. It's just stupid. I don't care. Because you know they're just... They, I know, I know, I know Star Wars has only been about making money and marketing ever since it came out in 1977. The okay, whole thing okay, George Lucas made his money on. Shut up. I get That's it. what people say, but they're too cynical. I'm the most cynical person I know. I know. And you know? Continue. And I'm not that cynical. I... I you can... You can look... Just watch interviews with George Lucas, Okay. From the 70s and 80s. I'm cynical, but I it was not a marketing ploy from the beginning. No, it wasn't. I, George Lucas cared about Flash Gordon. Yeah. He cared about Akira Kurosawa. He cared about filmmaking. And he made something that he really believed in and cared about, and it paid off. Yeah. Now, granted, he immediately <laughs> cashed in on that opportunity <laughs> and made as yeah. much money as possible. And I do not blame him for that. I don't either. I but, don't either. But... I won't. I won't say that the original. I mean, I think that A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back are perfect films. I don't. Not just yeah. as far, in terms of like, oh, they're entertaining and they're fun. Like that's what the rest of them are. But the I think story, those first the story, two, the story beats yes. everything. The acting, everything and is from a filmmaking and perspective well and a screenwriting perspective. I think those first two movies are actually perfect films. Yeah. Um, and it does everything it needs to. Yes, and you can say. I mean, I love. I love Star Wars in general. I love all of them, especially the original trilogy. So you, you can say that starting with the third one, that marketing toy mindset started to creep in when he added yeah. the Ewoks yeah. and this, the, the script was... Stormtroopers. Yeah, and the and script that. was not up to par. No. It was very boring in the middle. And, and I get honestly, all that. the story in general was just a rehash. It was a rehash. Yeah, I get that. But I still think it was overall a satisfying conclusion of the trilogy. Yeah. And honestly, I respect what he did with the prequels because he didn't just keep 
rehashing yeah. that. He had enough money that he never had to work again. So and he, he tried a- something bizarre that sucked, but, <laughs> but he tried something weird. So. And it's an entirely different emphasis. There's way entirely different, different nuances to you, the, if you, the prequels. If an alien came to Earth and you showed him A New Hope and then showed him Phantom Miss, there's no way he would ever think they were made by the same people. Yeah. I respect that. It's the same cool. guy. Yeah. But watching Obi-Wan made me realize that I... Think that the last good Star Wars things that came out was Episode Six. I think after that, <laughs> I think after that mindset kicked in, and I know, I know George Lucas loved his franchise. It was his baby. He wanted to see some things fleshed out. He had in mind that he had in mind since before Episode Five. I get that, and it was really cool. It was really neat to see him flesh those things out. And I think for the most part, he did an all right job. There's some things I don't like about the prequels. Everybody can say that. But for the most part, it wrapped up well. I like a lot of... The things that I like in it, I really like. Yeah. Um, but I think once that mindset kicked in, I think Lucas set up something that he didn't see the ramifications of, and rightly yeah. so. And there was just... It, it's just been decreasing in quality, and there's so much diminishing return with the stuff they put out. Um, I just have so much less investment. That being said, the things I did like about Obi-Wan. Um, I loved Ewan McGregor in all of it. I loved any time him or Vader were on screen and doing something. I especially, I think everyone's going to say this, I loved him and Vader fighting in, what was it, episode five or six or something like that? I don't give a crap. It all blurred together. <laughs> I, I rushed through Obi-Wan I to be even done with it. I loved that, yeah, that so was, much. That was great. And it was really sad to know that I waited five episodes to see something that I thought was really good and then it returned to something I didn't care about at all. Yeah. And they... The well, ex- yeah. Yeah. Continue. Sorry. Yeah. Other than that, like really, those two things, Ewan and Hayden, and their on-screen, on, on-screen chemistry, that was it. Those are the only things I really liked about it. Everything so, else was okay. Yeah. And then the things I hated yes. were Princess Leia and the Inquisitor character, Rava, Riva, Rava, whatever Riva, her name is. I guess. I don't know. Dude, it's so... I'm so cynical about it that it hurts me but it's so like hard it's so hard not to be cynical when you think about the fact that Hayden Christensen was only in that one episode yeah and the rest of Darth Vader's performance was a mix of James Earl Jones and an AI AI James Earl Jones generating his voice like if that's not the most dystopian thing you've ever heard I'm so like I, I it's so hard not to be cynical yeah. When you're watching a show literally made by robots yeah. to please you with its content. And then the fact that, like, even that scene with Hayden Christensen and o- Obi-Wan fighting. Wow. Hayden <laughs> Christensen and Obi-Wan. Um, <laughs> that, that scene with them showing down was so good and so emotionally potent. But it was only emotionally potent in a meta kind of way. Yeah. Like in the sense that, oh, it's been so long since the prequels and I care about these movies yeah. and I it's care a, about these it's actors. It's appealing to all of the culture, specifically. The Not culture. because it's a good but piece within, of writing. Right. But within the writing of the story itself, it it kind of takes away the whole gusto of everything. Because it's yeah. like, oh, they fought halfway between. It makes you think like, what, like in A New Hope, when they fight, it feels like a big moment. Like, oh, they haven't seen each other in so many years. In a long time, and this is a big moment when Anakin kills Obi Wan in the new A New Hope, yeah. and then you watch the prequels and you're like, oh, so it's been like 20 years since they fought. This is a big deal. Yeah. But then you watch Obi Wan the show and you're like, oh, I guess they fight every few years 
<laughs> and it's yeah. like not that rare of an occurrence, which I get that. I don't know. Maybe it's only the one time, but still, it just like everything that they try, anything in Star Wars where they try to fill in the gaps to me just lessens the impact of the actual movies themselves. Yeah. So I'm at the point where I'm like, I kind of want to just like, I, I just want to accept the movies. I don't know. It, Star Wars is one of those things that it doesn't matter anymore. You know, it's like yeah. the canon is, is, has been scrapped already once. Why not do it again and just pick and choose what you like? So I don't know, but that's my cynical brain. The, the, I'd agree. the part of my brain that I, um, actually enjoy thinking with was the part that loved that scene with Obi-Wan and Anakin because yeah. it really does appeal to my like my sentimentality of the original and the prequel trilogy so yeah, yeah it's good stuff um, I just think they had a blank slate they could have literally done whatever they wanted with they could have come up with a brand new story and they did but too bad it sucked like <laughs> they could have gone anywhere and they didn't and they I don't know why. Me and Noah talked about I don't know if you listened to our episode talking okay. about it, this show. I don't know why they even included Leia at all. It would have been so much better and so much more potent if it was just Luke that he was trying to save. Yeah. Because his whole point of being on Tatooine is to protect Luke. And that has nothing to do with the show until the last episode when a literal Sith Lord shows up in their living room. And then somehow Luke doesn't remember this. I don't, yeah. I don't the know. show starts out with, oh, I can't leave. I got to protect the boy. And he goes, forget about him. Yeah. <laughs> I have a daughter too. And he's like, all right, okay, whatever. Yeah. Um, anyway, so I just wish Leia wasn't in this at all. I wish it was just focused on Luke and the whole story took place on Tatooine. Maybe, honestly, maybe Luke is like a 13-year-old. Fast forward a few years. Yeah. Obi-Wan's older. Luke's a 13-year-old. And Luke is in trouble with the Huts. And it's some kind of gang thing. And it's local to Tatooine. It's not galaxy at stake crap yeah. with Darth Vader coming and slashing everybody up. Yeah. Just make it like a small freaking... Uh, about how Obi-Wan cares about Luke because of how much he cares about Anakin. Yeah. He, he cares about his son and yeah. he protects him. That would have been a way better show. I would have loved that. I would have canonized that in my brain. But as it stands, I canonized episode five, and, and that's it. Like, yeah. Whatever episode that was. I, Six. I don't know why they didn't just make a movie. One movie. It would have yeah. taken less. Like, each episode was an hour. It's six total hours of content yeah. that you had to watch. And, and so much, that so much goofy crap that they, just because of the low budget and the weird digital, like, the goofy... De-aging. The de-aging and, the, like, the goofy fight scenes, like, or where Leia's running in the first episode oh, where she's running from the people. <laughs> it's so goofy. And then the fight scenes where Obi-Wan is just, like, there's lasers flying. He just kind of moves a little and dodges them. Yeah. And it's clear that he's just acting on in front of the green screen. has no idea. Yeah. Like, it blows my mind that the Mandalorian was so much better written and looked so much better. A character that didn't exist until that show came out. I'll tell you why. Two words. Can you guess the words? Big money. It's a name. Aziz Ansari. <laughs> it's not Aziz Ansari. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, uh, oh gosh, what's his name? Hold on. Avi Arad. Avi Arad. I thought you were going to say Avi Arad. I was going to say I was no. being a little culturally <laughs> Cultural insensitive. <laughs> no, um... John Favreau is John the reason Favreau, that the yeah. Mandalorian was good. 
But anyway. he's the whole. Well, he. God, I hate him. <laughs> yeah, he, I hate him. Well, he's that man. the reason the MCU is the way it is now, too. Yeah, but he didn't mean for that to happen. Neither did Lucas. No, I know. They're and two guys. Stupid long. George, Lu- George oh. Lucas and John Favreau are two goofy dudes who are great at what they do. Well, kind of. <laughs> who are they're good, they're dudes that made something goofy for kids. Yeah. That they thought would be fun. And then in both cases, Disney saw it and thought, I can make money off of that. Yeah. <laughs> and just turn that into a formula which um, doesn't actually work in in yeah, yeah. And it's upsetting that Disney is now the new Western producer. They're just doing Westerns now. It's like when they're back in the, whatever, 60s and 70s. Like, you just, a Western would come out every few months and be like, oh, what story is it going to be now? And then they just have a channel on DirecTV where here's, you just watch different a different Western every single day and they're never the same. Here's the difference, though, is that Westerns produce, like, the genre of Westerns it was not all made by one company. You're right. Like, there were, like, Westerns spanned different genres. They had the same setting, but they were different genres. Yeah. And they had real filmmakers behind the scenes, and they were produced by many different companies. And so now what you have is one conglomerate yeah. trying to fake the appearance of different creators making stuff. Yeah. And so they just hire directors who will do what they say. And tr- and add a different like I don't know all the different anything any Disney content is only different on a surface level. It's like if you look at Star Wars and Marvel and every other Disney product that exists, they're different on the surface, but behind the scenes, it's that it's the same studio just pumping out the same content that they know people will pay for at the box office. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, that's a whole other episode. Overall, Obi-Wan, I'm going to give a 53. Fair enough. Wow, that's lower than 50. Yeah. Well, higher than 50. If you've never listened, just go listen to another episode, you idiot. <laughs> to know, to understand this. I system. dislike this more than I liked it, for sure. Yeah. I loved the things that I loved, but it wasn't enough to I have like no it. idea what number I gave it when I listened to it with Noah. But Which, 53 sounds fine to me. Now that I'm saying this, I'm completely contradicting what I said at the beginning, is that I liked it in general. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we talked about it. I don't... You guys remember the name of this podcast, right? We've been talking about this for 20 minutes. I thought this was going to be a five-minute episode. <laughs> so, I will say this. If you're complaining about the sound quality and you've made it this far, congrats to you. And I owe you a uh, fist bump. The old smooch. But if you or anyone else, I would like to apologize about the sound quality. Um, We are... Here's what I'm going to say. Ready? I'm going to tell them that we're on the road and we are... We're we're at like uh, podcast signings where we're signing CDs of our podcast. Oh, yeah. To our many fans. And we our normal studios back at home, which is why it sounds so bad. Yeah, you should tell them that they're freaking idiots. All right, hey guys, we are on the road. We're signing podcasts and <laughs> whatever that means, and we are uh, uh, we are using a crappy mic setup. But we will be back to our normal mic setup yeah. in the future. I just want to let you know because I know we've done this like probably six times now, where we apologize about the sound quality and then go back to great quality and then go back to terrible quality again. 
And the reason for that is... We don't have um, a Patreon. We only have one patron, and it's Joe's fiance. And I don't know how to even collect that money. I haven't collected it yet. She's been paying for months. I don't. I don't know how to get that money. So, um, so go to Patreon and support us, please. You get early access to every episode, unless we're lazy. You're not entitled to anything. Screw you. You, you, listen, you, you know listen, the name of the podcast. You just listened to 24 minutes of us rant about Obi Wan again. So um, we know why you're here. We know, and yeah. we know why you keep listening. So just pay so up just for up. the lack of quality that we keep not giving you. Just deal with it, okay? If you wanted to complain, you would have done it by now. But nobody has, because if you're still listening right now. You're either someone who should be a patron or you're Preston Patrick. So please just go be a patron. All right. You don't have to pay much. I think like $2 is enough. Maybe one. I don't know. Call in 918-268-6337. And if you've already done that, then we have your voicemail and we're going to use it. We just, it's, we have real jobs. Okay. Believe it or not. Why are you still here? Why am I still here? In the meantime, hit that like and sm- smash and like and smash that subscribe button. button. Go to smosh.com slash scratch, <laughs> scratch and like that mismap button. <laughs> and then if you ever need to uh, watch old episodes of our show, just go to smosh.com and find out what's there. Or, or uh, Google equals three and we'll be yeah. that's us. That's us. Yeah, that's us. And uh, guys, bless your face. And if you sneeze during this video, bless you. <laughs> oh my God.